arrest. Joanne Chesimard is her real name. Killed a New Jersey state trooper, then escaped prison, then fled to Cuba, where she lives now. And people like Linda Sarsour just think she is the best. Oh, do they love her? Just want just to smooch all over her. Oh, cop killer, come here. They just love her so much if they do. Linda Sarsour, you know, there's the, there's the epitome of, of decency. Loves uh, Asada Shakur and Louis Farrakhan. And a, a big fan of Siraj Wahaj, who is an unindicted co-conspirator in the World Trade Center bombing of 1993. It's his son, Siraj Wahaj, who had the compound in New Mexico where human remains were found probably of his child and 11 other kids were being tortured and taught how to shoot up schools. Linda Sarsour knows how to pick them. But why can't we care about the children that are here? It's not that we can't also care about other children who are looking for a better life with their families, and in many cases we can help. And I have no problem doing that. But the idea of logic, this, this rapper being out there saying that somehow he's going to hold up decency while wearing the T-shirt that says F the wall. I mean, it's, it's, it's really something else. It, it's such a unbelievable amount of Lack of awareness. Such a, a lack of awareness that it can hardly be believed. And it, it, it muddies your message. They're all wearing T-shirts. We are all human beings. Okay? They're all human beings. Congratulations. Yes. Now let's talk about laws and let's talk about countries. And let's talk about borders. And let's talk about all the things that allow the country to grow and thrive. And let's talk about the importance and value therein to the protection of children. Right here in the United States, who also deserve it. I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the part that's like, it's so screwed up. They also deserve it. Why, why do you say no? Why does logic say no? Like, it'll be a great conversation to have. He's not a dumb dude. Not a dumb guy. Why not have the conversation? What about them? And, he, and I know the first question going to be asked. You really scared of a nine-year-old, Tony? I mean, that's the first question that's going to be asked. And my answer is, is going to be uh, the nine-year-old, the only one coming across the border? And, it, oh, it's going it's gonna, to it's gonna go from there. It's going to go from there. And you want to talk about awful news. Uh, they, they found Molly Tibbetts. Oh, no. This is the girl who's missing in Iowa. Um, um, yeah, so she went missing like a, like a month ago, and it's been a, this wild look for her. And uh, for a while there, I think the boyfriend was under investigation, and that they they're like, no, 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 it's 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 not him. And and uh, they've been looking. Uh, they they found her body. Ah oh, man. Ah. Oh. Now, there, there, there's this $400,000 reward uh, is going to become a reward for information leading to the capture of any suspects involved in her death. I'm sometimes stunned that in today's world, you can actually get away with something and people not knowing it. People, We just have too many ways of finding out so much information, right? This girl attends University of Iowa. She was jogging. Next thing you know, she's she's missing. She was jo- I think, she, was she jogging or she was she was on her way? Somewhere and and she's missing and then and then they they found a body and then I, I it's now I believe identified right 
Officials confirm body found Tuesday morning. Reports say it's missing uh, student. I believe I believe that is is the case. Like I'm just sometimes amazed. There is a story here from Indiana about these two girls in in a place called Delphi, and there's an audio recording of some older man's voice saying "Down the hill." That's the only thing they've released. Like they have audio of this guy's that I think one of the girls recorded on her phone. Well, they're uh, they can't find the guy. These two girls are, are dead. They can't find the guy. And it's it's kind of amazing that this can that this happens, and yet here we are in this story. This girl was missing for a month, and uh, oh, it's terrible. I mean, there are just some awful stories uh, out there for sure. For sure, it's not all awful. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna get into some non awful stuff coming up, but just the, the the news broke. It just sometimes amazes me that with all the technology we have, still sometimes things just you, you don't know now. I'm sure there's plenty of this investigation that we don't know, and hopefully they're close to finding uh, the 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 person who did it. I certainly hope they do. I certainly hope they do for her family's sake. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, 833 got Tony. 833-468-8669, tonycats.com. All right. I got to I got to hear this. Or you got to hear this is is better off. There's a video that's making its way around. And it's a it's it's a guy it, it, the video comes from the account of Real Kyle Morris. University of Alabama, um, he's a contributor for Daily Caller, and he's got 63,000 followers. Good on him. And it's a, a a father who dares his daughter to knock off somebody's MAGA hat for 100 bucks. And after she knocks off the hat, she yells, or he yells, F Trump, and begins laughing. So this, is, this is the same conversation, right? About are are we protecting kids or not? Is this bleeped out? Did you do the whole thing? Did you do it, Ari? Hold on, I, I want to I want to hear this. <laughs> so this guy is wearing a um, uh, "Make American Donald Trump" uh, hat. And what are we thinking about Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he's right over here. See that red hat right there? I will give you one hundred dollars if you walk up and knock that hat off. That's it. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, let me get front, let me get front. Trump. <laughs> How old is the girl, you think, Ari? 15 or 16, teenager? Father of the year. Father of the year. God, you know they're going to do that to somebody one day who's going to get up and is going to knock both of them cold. You know it's going to happen, right? And they're going to be like, how dare you hit that? What are we doing? What in the world are we doing? Uh, never mind that you hate Donald Trump so much you want to knock people's hats off. You think it's funny to pay your daughter to do it? Now, I haven't heard anything about this like it's like it's a setup, it's a gag, or, or anything uh, like that. But what is the world that we live in here 
if this is what's happening, I mean, it's ugly. It is absolutely ugly what's going on, and there's a reason people are concerned. You know, I I am not a believer that um, it, the end of the world is nigh. But more and more, I'm a believer that we are at the start of the dystopian future, which is a weird, it's a weird concept, right? Because very often you hear people talk about, if we don't do something now, if we don't do something about this, we're going to have this future. I believe we're in it. I, we're belie- I believe we are in this kind of, 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 of strange future. This, this messed up, messed up world where people want to claim that one person, in this case Donald Trump, has no character, and therefore everybody else has carte blanche right to lose their character. This was the argument made by never Trumpers that somehow if you elect President Trump, a man of such suspect character, you're really, you're doing damage to the conservatism forever. And then you had some people who were so never Trump, they said, I'm going to vote for Hillary. And those people were just wrong. They're always going to be wrong. It goes without saying. But just because somebody doesn't have a, 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 a center, doesn't mean I lose mine. It doesn't mean that I somehow forget to teach my kids theirs. Why is that? Why does it? Do people think that 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 President Trump does something and you get carte blanche? That that celebrities do something and you get carte blanche? You don't. You have to uphold and you have to teach the concept of standards and values and yes, character. Yes, of course. You have to recognize when it's lacking. You have to say so. You're going to teach your kids to go out uh, over there and, and, and knock someone's hat off? What next? Hey, 100 bucks if you punch that Jew in the face. 100 bucks. 100 bucks if you go over there and you punch that hook nose heeb right, right in his nose. Right in his hook nose. By the way, I'm going to get so many emails for that. But it's good. Wait a second. What is the difference between knock his hat off for a hundred bucks and punch him in his Jew face for a hundred bucks? What is the difference? Because you know that's gonna get said. Hey, see that black guy? Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. You go just, just go punch him in the face. Just go punch him in the face. What's the difference? And by the way, before before I get the emails, um, uh. I, I I was I, I played a character right there, of 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 the anti semite who's gonna come up with all the, all the terms about Jews right I the only thing I didn't get to is uh hey hit him in the face knock off his knock off his beanie see if you can see his horns like there now I've covered it all for you, don't don't send me your emails please don't you got my point, you got my point well and good, and if you do send me the emails I'm ju- I'm just gonna share them with my rabbi. Overheard on Tony Katz today. Happy Tuesday, everyone. I'm Ari Castle filling in for Brian Baker on Overheard. You know whose name I haven't heard in a while? David Hogg. Yes, you remember David Hogg, right? He's the 17-year-old Stoneman Douglas High School student who inserted himself into the political conversation by saying he wants to ban guns. Well, now Mr. Hogg is saying he wants to run for Congress when he turns 25. Yes, I'm sure he'll be great at politics. This coming from the kid who once compared it to House of Cards. Speaking of House of Cards, that show, one of the main messages that it sends is that politics is spectacle. That's in real life, too. All right, that's not a great line, but quick question here, David. 
What would you say if President Trump called you and offered to work out a solution? Oh, wait, he did? What happened? Well, no, they, they called me. And uh, oh. they actually called me the day before the listening session and asked if we were going to come. And I said, I'm not coming because we expect President Trump to come to the CNN town hall, which he never declined the invitation from. And the fact that they called us the day before, I found very offensive, considering the fact that there are funerals the next day, there's mornings we still had to do. And I, I ended on this message with them. I said, President Trump, we don't need to listen to President Trump. President Trump needs to listen to the screams of the children and the screams of this nation. Got it. So politics is like House of Cards. You hung up on the president. You sound like you'd be a great congressman. Speaking of people who have no business running for office, Hillary Clinton's daughter, Chelsea Clinton, saying she might put her hat in the ring. Almost had you there, didn't I? Yes, the daughter of the two-time presidential loser says that politics is a definite maybe in the future. <laughs> oh, jeez, Hillary. I didn't even know you were here. Creeping me the hell out. She's not wrong to laugh, though. That would be a joke. So Chelsea Clinton and David Hogg, future of the Democratic Party. Man, you guys are screwed. So, you guys watched the VMAs last night? <laughs> Me neither. Anyway, Tiffany Haddish and Kevin Hart were the co-hosts. Obviously, you could expect some Trump digs in there. See, you never know what's going to happen at the VMAs. I mean, beefs pop off, bad language, people run to the bathroom and send out crazy tweets. It's basically like your typical day at the White House. In your face, Trump, suck it! Yeah! Oh, Kevin Hart, what happened to you? You used to be so funny. All right, what's our time situation here? Only two and a half minutes? Man, Brian Baker makes these things look so easy. Let's see, what else we have in the news? Uh, no, that's not... How about this? Uh, fishermen in France made an extremely dangerous catch when they hauled in a one-ton German bomb left over from World War II. You're going to need a bigger boat. I don't really have a funnier, witty comment on that. I just think it's really cool. Just imagine sitting in a bar. Some guy's like, yeah, I caught a 14-foot marlin. This guy steps up. Yeah, I caught a World War II bomb. All right, I think that'll cover the time. I'm Ari Castle. That's what's been overheard. Ari, thank you. Now, now Ari, he, he's he's right here. And uh, he was listening to me, uh, producer Ari, and uh, I'm talking about this this father who dared his little 15, 16-year-old daughter to, uh, there was a guy wearing a Make America Great Again hat. I'll give you 100 bucks. I'll give you 100 bucks if you knock this hat off this guy's head. She knocks it off, and he screams, F Trump, and they laugh like crazy people. And um, I'm discussing the, the idea of this as violent. And uh, what's the difference between uh, that and saying, hey, I'll give you 100 bucks if you punch that, that guy, that, that, that Jewish guy in the face. That's, that's what I was saying. And Ari's point was, well, there's a difference between knocking off someone's hat and punching them in the face. Like, like there's a difference. And th- these are your words, Ari. I want to make sure I'm putting words in your mouth there, producer Ari. Uh, there's a difference between screaming at somebody and stabbing them. All right, there is a difference between screaming at somebody and stabbing them. Um, Are you okay with either one? Because I'm not okay with either one either. So when I say what's the difference, we are getting into very, very shady levels of degrees. Now, yes, screaming in someone's face is not stabbing somebody. But what if I go and I go about screaming at you as you're picking up your daughter from camp, right, uh, as was done to uh, ICE agents in Portland. What if I then follow you to your home and, and I'm screaming at you and I keep screaming at you while you're going into your home? What if I surround your home uh, and, and keep yelling and keep screaming at you? What if I, I follow you to school as you drop your kids off? 
No, it's not stabbing somebody. You win. It's not punching someone, physically punching someone. Well, although it's closer to that. It's the, it is the slippery slope. It is the idea that you're allowed to dehumanize others. More, I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, great to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. An update on Andy Gross. I was telling the story yesterday. He is a comic and magician, and he he has an act he's been doing uh, for years. It's one of these kinds of things where, you know, I'll guess your card, and I'll draw it here on this piece of paper. I just, I need you to just think about your card, and what he'll do is he'll call somebody up from the audience, usually a, a younger woman, and say, okay, I need you to really think about the card here. Get back to back with me. And I've got this pad of paper. I'm going to draw the card. I need you to think about the card. I need I need to sense the vibrations coming off you. Uh, put put your hand on my leg, and 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 I'll sense the vibrations. I'll know your card. And it's supposed to be, you know, a little a little cheeky and a little uh, innuendo-y, the whole thing. Well, he did this act at Purdue University in Indiana, the Boilermakers, and. He has this girl on stage, and it's for a freshman. And she was uncomfortable with the thing. And supposedly it got uncomfortable, and people were unhappy. And like half the crowd, a couple thousand kids, I think it was, walked out. They walked out. And Andy Gross is gross was the hashtag, and there was sexual harassment. I was like, whoa. And then they offered counselors for the kids. I'm like, okay, we've all gone nuts here. There's a couple of things to learn. First, know your audience. Right? Uh, this wasn't the audience uh, for doing that kind of, of, of trick, or at least that the trick isn't bad. It's just the whole touching thing is bad. There's really nothing wrong with it because I've gone, I found plenty of videos of this guy doing this act, and the audience is loving it. They're loving it. They think it's cute and fun and, and harmless and, and, all that, and all that jazz. Totally fine with it. But that's an older audience. These are freshmen. Number two, don't do college campuses. No comic should do college campuses. It's criminally insane. They are designed to not be funny. College students are not interested in comedy at all. At all. Right? So so don't do college campuses. Uh, no, number three, know your audience. Right? Know your audience. And know when there are certain things that you shouldn't do. He comes out with a statement, because this went on, you know, it's been going on for a couple of days. He comes out with a statement from his management. Andy Gross is profoundly sorry that students at Purdue University were offended during his show this past weekend. Andy has performed all segments of last weekend's act for many years without complaint, including in venues such as the Laugh Factory, the Comedy Store, the Improv, and dozens of venues throughout the United States and abroad. Andy has never before been accused of sexual misconduct or harassment. So clearly, he does this show in clubs all over the country, but clubs are different than colleges. Going to my point, which is, don't do college campuses. The statement continues. Andy was oblivious and naive about the current environment on college campuses, and he sincerely regrets causing any offense or discomfort to any student participating. Andy has chosen to no longer perform on college campuses in the future. Further, he plans to change the parts that upset Purdue students. Again, Andy Gross sincerely regrets causing offense or discomfort. The translation of that statement is, 
I make a living and I'm not letting you freak shows ruin it for me. Screw you. I'm out. That's the translation. That's what he said. Don't perform on college campuses. They can't take anything. It's one thing to say I don't like the act. It's another thing to say I think the act is offensive, and it's totally fine to walk out. Walking out on an act is how you show your displeasure for the act. Walking out is a time-honored tradition. Whoever said you had to sit there and, and, and take it? If you don't like you walk out on a movie, right? You walk out on a movie, that's... Uh, that that's all there that's all there is that's you've done it a million times or maybe you've only done it twice but you know that that's what you do you walk out on a play you walk out on a speech ah i'm not going to sit around for this harumph and then you know everybody goes harumph harumph and then uh and then you know it's 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 a whole big thing i didn't get a harumph out of that guy of the governor harumph harumph you watch your ass so he learns his lesson does uh does Andy Gross. You don't do college campuses. And that takes us to David Cross. David Cross, uh, Arrested Development. David Cross, he did the show with Odenkirk, didn't he? Didn't David Cross do the show with Bob Odenkirk? Uh, not a politics that I like in David Cross at all, and I I don't particularly find him funny, right? Me. Uh, that's That's okay. David Cross was set to do a show at the University of Utah. And that show is still a happening. And in order to say, uh, hey, I'm coming to Utah to do the show, he's, he's seen taking a picture of himself in, um, you know, Mormon uh, underwear, I'm going to call it. You know how uh, they wear the white two-piece cotton undergarments? Right? Uh, a lot of Mormons do. Maybe not every Mormon. A lot of, of, of Mormons uh, do. Well, he's in a pic- he, He's in that, like, like in trying things on in a dressing room. It says, Utah, learn the real truth. And he tweets, uh, hey, Salt Lake City, see you on Wednesday night at Kingsbury Hall. Tickets still available. Uh, at, uh, and he gives the, the link. Well, people were so offended by this, they didn't want him to show up. The university is a public college, has Mormon students. The performance not sponsored by the university. So uh, the, the head of the university there is saying, listen, I'm not going to, you know, uh, censor who it is that's coming. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to censor who that is. Now, I think that the answer is if you don't like what he did with, with the undergarments, you don't go to the show. That's what you do. You don't go to the show. The market solves all problems. Now, when you've already bought your ticket, you walk out. You're like, okay, I'm done here. Maybe you can get a refund. I don't think there's anything wrong with asking for a refund. Oh, that guy was terrible. He was awful. I want a refund. Come on. You, how dare you take my money for someone as, as jerk-facey as, as that guy? Total jerk-facey jerk face. That's what you do. So it's an interesting one-two punch. But it's interesting that David Cross is also doing college campuses. The money must be really good. The money must be really good. Now, I've often said this. I mean, I love speaking on college campuses. The last time, listen, I, I, I know who I am, and I'm aware that 
You know, I, I don't have as high of a profile as some people, but, you know, I, I get around. And I did a, a talk here uh, in, in the uh, Indianapolis area at a university, and they had security for me. And it's the first time that has happened for me. And there was a cop there, armed, who was there to follow me where I went, literally followed me to the bathroom. And it's, it is disconcerting. What is the word? Disquieting? It is. It's messed up. But that said, I'd love to do more college campuses. There too, I, I, I would talk on college campuses. I also want to speak in black churches. Like, those are the two that, that I want to do because I, I, I want to do the outrage. Now, it's not that, you know, you shouldn't engage free speech. It's that what I'm telling comics is, is that you can't win in a place that wants to be offended. I'm not a comic. If I'm, if, I'm pretty funny. But if I'm going to talk... Right, it's it's about culture and politics, and and so it's a it's for me it's a free speech conversation, and every time they protest, uh, I I get a little bigger, right? So they would be smarter, you know, simply say, ah, oh, we're not gonna, we're just not going, right? They'd be simply smarter to say, don't go. You should you should sponsor your own event that night. That's even cooler, and get people to go to that, so nobody comes to my speech, right? That would be a way to to handle the, the thing. I mean, there are things to object to and things to say, hey, college campus, we shouldn't uh, uh, allow this. You know, if a college campus invited Louis Farrakhan to speak, I'd be like, wow, that's that's screwed up. That bigot, that anti-Semite, ridiculous. I'm neither a bigot nor an anti-Semite. I just have different political views than some people on a college campus. That's fine. That's how rational people have a conversation. You don't think we should spend so much on military defense? I think we should spend more on military defense, right? There's a great example. Of where a difference might be, but it's only a difference. It doesn't mean we have to hate each other. I would love to speak more on college campuses. But for me, it's it, and, and for people, I think, in, in, in my position, right, it, it's viewed differently than, than a comic. Comic doing college campus, crazy. Crazy. But the money's got to be great. Why else is David Cross doing it? I mean, why else is David Cross doing it? What's, what's, the, what's the point of it? What is, or is his politics okay? But when he says something wrong, they're going to come after him. Nobody's safe. The left has learned that they're not uh, safe on that subject. They easily can get eaten alive by the beast that they created. I've got so much more to get into. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. So Facebook is going the China route with the social score. So China has this social credit score. China, a country that plans to have 600 million surveillance cameras by 2020. 600 million of them. And what they do is that they take a look at all the things you do every day all the time including facial recognition and and smiles, frowns, looks of disgust or anger or anything else on your face. And they compile all that data to give you a social credit score to see whether or not you're you're you know a good citizen or not. That's what it does. 
They take a look at everything that you do. They come up with a score, and then they can publicize your score, and everybody will know whether you're a good person or a bad person, whether you have you know, are acceptable to the government or, or not. China's awful. I, I don't know how many more ways we could say it. China's just awful. They are the worst. Well, Facebook, it turns out, this, according to a report by the Washington Post, the Sun has the story as well, that they're rating the trustworthiness of users on a scale from zero to one. They've developed it over the last year. And what the, the trust is to do, what the, 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 the purpose of it is to do is to try and identify malicious actors. They're trying to fight fake news with this score. So uh, one of the examples is like if someone previously gave us feedback that an article was false and the article was confirmed false by a fact checker, that would in, uh, you know, they might use that person's future false news feedback more than someone who indiscriminately provides false nude feedback on a lot, of, a lot of articles, including one that ends up being true. So people who flag something that turns out it's right, it's like, oh, okay, well, they flagged that one, so they get a little bit higher. And someone who flags things they just simply disagree with because they don't like it, and that turns out to be true, well, they get rated a, a little bit lower. Um, it's all flat-out creepy. It's all absolutely flat-out creepy. This, this whole concept is based on the idea that the social media companies can tell us or should tell us what speech is and is not allowed. I mean, that's what it eventually gets to, because if you're talking about articles and trustworthiness and lack thereof and someone who's got a high trust score, uh, therefore the articles they put out, those are the trustworthy articles. Well, uh, now you're, you're, you're going down a very, very ugly road because there's the trustworthiness based on what they've um, flagged or posted and whether or not they have validity or whether or not what they flagged or posted is liked. Which is something that, I mean, even Jack Dorsey, Twitter admits that they've got a left-leaning bias, but it just can't show up in how they treat people on, 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 the, on the platform. They themselves, in terms of uh, those who work at the company, they've got the bias, but they can't necessarily utilize that in how they, they treat people. Are we, are we really trusting of, of the social media in that way, of these companies in that way? Because we should not be trusting in that way. Not at 